Hey there, Scott Rockfile back with another podcast for you. Going to talk about the 2023 film Sympathy for the Devil. Sorry, I haven't done too many podcasts in the past week. I was a little under the weather and you just wouldn't want to hear me sniffling and stopped up in one of these podcasts if I'm putting them down for posterity and all that. So over the weekend, I watched Sympathy for the Devil. It's a movie that I had read about and I wanted to see. And what do you know? They put out a 4K steelbook of it and it went to really, really cheap on Amazon. Finally came in. Didn't even sit on the shelf for a day because I really wanted to watch it. I've been impressed with Joel Kinnaman lately. Uh, he was in that John Woo movie I reviewed just a couple weeks ago, and he was the best thing about the movie. And Nicolas Cage. I read that this was an over-the-top performance from Nicolas Cage, who doesn't always do an over-the-top performance these days, and I was in the mood for it. Uh, Yuval Adler directed it. Not very familiar with the director. He had also produced it. Um Decent cinematography, decent film, actually. It's sitting about 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. It only grossed about $150,000, but I don't think it got a wide release. Um, this is a surprisingly decent movie. With a better director and maybe more money, they could have done more with it. I think the plot twist towards the end could have come and been more powerful when they came, if that makes any sense. But... I'm looking forward to watching this movie again and seeing what I can pick up. Um, there's some reviews that have kind of said a couple things that might be considered spoilers, so I won't get into that. And I won't get into any spoilers at all because, well, you need to watch the movie. Um, so basically, it's kind of a take on Collateral, where somebody is on his way to do something, basically watch his wife get give birth, and he gets picked up by a hitchhiker. He gets uh, kidnapped, basically, by this hitchhiker. Uh Puts at gunpoint, said, drive, take me somewhere, we're going to do this. But as the movie plays out, that everything is as it seems, and more people in the car could have more secrets than they let on to kind of thing. And so it kind of plays out as a collateral, except you have, you know, Nicolas Cage and Joel Kinnaman, and they're really good together, actually. Uh, I didn't think Cage played it totally over the top. I think he played it over the top for this character. The character kind of fit. He's got badly dyed red hair, which is it's funny, and there's a there's a great extra on the blue on the 4K that I'll get to um, about Nicolas Cage and his hair. But anyway, as far as the 4K goes, I don't think there's any HDR on it, but it looks great in 4K. I popped the Blu-ray in, and the Blu-ray just looks okay. The 4K, you get the higher resolution, so you can blow it up bigger. I don't know how much. There's a lot of neon lights and things, and they came through just fine. The picture looked surprisingly good for a low-budget film. Uh, the cinematography was good. There's some interesting shots. What action there is was well-filmed. Um, all in all, I think there were no technical problems with the film, and it looks great in 4K. Not the best movie I've seen this year in 4K, but it looked fine. The Steelbook is also quite nice. That it was going for about 13 bucks at the time for a 4K Steelbook is amazing. Um and it's a decent steelbook to add in the collection. About the movie, it depends on how much you like these kind of psychological thrillers. Two guys basically in a car potboiler. I mean, they stop at other locations and they do other things, but most of the movie is two guys having a conversation in a car on the run from cops, on the run from each other, whatever. Um, and if that sounds like something you'd be into, then definitely watch the film. I, you'd be interested in, in the, the twist, I think, in the final act. But... It needed something more to elevate it more. I was thinking about this when I started watching the movie, how much I am gravitating back towards movies than streaming content these days. Um, not just because of the pricing and all that. It's just I am finding more and more streaming shows and streaming movies are like TV movies. They're almost good. They're B. 
I'll use the example Reacher. We all like Reacher. It's a great show. They tried to make Reacher into movies with top A talent. We didn't appreciate that as much. We liked the show because they got the right people and they do the right thing. But I would much rather have a Reacher movie than a TV show. And again, as a TV show, it's good. But I've watched some movies that just blow it out of the water. There is a step down in quality uh, when you go to streaming shows and streaming movies. This was a theatrical movie. So it already, the thinking behind it is more than TV. Does that make any sense? Streaming shows are much run like old TV shows where they have a very short shooting schedule. They do it very quickly. And you don't get the depth of layers that you get in movie acting and movie storytelling. I like a, a, a story that an hour and a half to two and a half hours and it's done and I can think about it and there was stuff in there and it was creatively done. They're taking movies and turning them into long-form TV shows and sometimes the movies don't hold up. Sometimes there's not enough script, not enough story there to expand it to eight to ten episodes or whatever. And I've watched a lot of streaming shows lately. I just finished um, um, Petty Dreadful, which I thought was great. That's one that has a bunch of A-list talent in it. But it's still just a streaming show. It you know As much as I liked it and much as I really enjoyed it, if it were a movie, I would have liked it so much better because it would have probably been shorter. It would have been more intense. It would have been, well, it was pretty R-rated to begin with. But anyway, I have just found that I'm going back to the way I was earlier in life that I prefer movies over streaming or TV shows or whatever you want to call it. So I bring that up because the streaming content is shoving more movies and more TV shows at us. I am looking for the theatrical releases. I am looking for the movies that should have been in the theaters, whether it was a streaming or not. This one actually did hit a few theaters, made a little bit of money, but you know, it was a, it was an independent film to begin with and surprisingly good. Like I said, I've watched a lot of these little like independent low budget movies from the last couple of years, the last few weeks, and I've enjoyed them so much more than some of the streaming movies that had A-list talent that when the movie was over, I completely forgot about it. So sorry to get off on a little tangent there, but I'm looking for small movies like this that really go, wow. But this one, it gets like a B minus from me because I think with a better director and a, and a better sense of Timing and impact on that third act, it could have been more. But as it stands, it's better than most streaming movies you watch. And it's better than a lot of movies I've watched lately. I was surprised. In the middle of it, I was going, well, this is kind of standard. I kind of see where this is going. But I didn't. I didn't call it. I didn't guess it. And in the end, I was I was a little surprised. It wraps up a little quickly. But again, this was probably the plan. It runs a lean 90 minutes. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's well acted. It's well filmed. Could have been a little more meat on the bones, but other than that, I thought it was a decent thriller. And again, if you're used to streaming stuff, you're going to love this. If you're used to theatrical stuff, well, it's going to be okay. You know, that's how I'm kind of labeling things in my mind these days. So Sympathy for the Devil with Joel Kinnaman and Nicolas Cage, I thought was a worthy watch and something I would watch again. Just A, the acting between the two actors is good. Uh, things get ramped up as it goes. Things get more intense. Um, people get a little more unhinged. And then when the twists come, it's like, oh, Okay, well, that's not what exactly what I thought. Um, maybe we'll do a second. I don't know if this movie's worth a second podcast to talk about spoilers, but it, I was thinking some other things, maybe some supernatural type things, and it's not, especially with some of the things that are said in the film. But anyway, um, probably from the title. There was a Sympathy for the Devil in 1968. It didn't have anything to do with this. Um, not a bad flick. I preferred Silent Night. I thought that was a better film with Joel Kinnaman, but this is not bad. And if you're a Nicolas Cage fan, you should put this on your list to watch because it's an interesting character. So the extras on the 4K, it's got good picture, good sound, was just 5.1, lossless. It wasn't uh, Dolby Atmos, unfortunately. It was a decent soundtrack, I thought. 
Um, it was the first movie filmed in Nevada on an LED soundstage. Most of it was filmed on an LED soundstage, and I didn't realize that at all. Uh, there's a lot of outdoor scenes, car chases, people falling out of cars and stuff. That wasn't on a soundstage, obviously. Um, but the extras, literally there's four interviews with the, the two actors, the director, and the producer. Yeah. Each one is about a minute long. So thankfully, see, they don't do this on a lot of Blu-rays and 4Ks. They will put like short things like that, but don't give you a play all button. <laughs> this one did give you a play all button. So it's only about four minutes of extras. But anyway, the interview with, with Nicolas Cage is more about him. And he says, you know, people will get, try to guess my role based on my hair. Well, look at this. And he points to this badly dyed red hair he's got. He goes, let's see how this goes. And it was an interesting little extra, but really short. Four minutes of extras on a modern movie is a bit a bit short, especially when I've watched some that were extremely low budget that had an hour-long documentary or something. But all in all, I was surprised. I actually expected not to like this. My Blu-ray.com gave it like two and a half out of five stars. That doesn't bode well for it. But I'd probably give it three out of five stars. Um, well acted, well made. Could be better, but as it is, maybe somebody down the road will remake this with, uh, you know, AAA stars and AAA budget. But it wasn't bad. It was an interesting story, and, and the twist made it, made it, made it work. So Sympathy for the Devil is now available on streaming. It's available on Blu-ray and 4K, or you can get it in a nifty little steelbook. I'm Scott. I'm Rockfile. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Many more on the way. Now that I'm feeling better, have a spectacular day. <laughs>